Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. And to find out more about our ministry projects worldwide, go to our ministry website, 18catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 60th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Falkenstein, and I'm actually flying solo today. My host, my co-host, Ken Watmore, is not with us, and uh, but actually it works out well. Of course, we always miss having Ken. I always miss having Ken, but today in our podcast, we've got a episode that uh, I'm going to enjoy the opportunity to speak with you all about this and uh, maybe have a little bit more time to uh, to talk and to be able to visit. And so, yeah, before we get into today's uh, episode, yeah, just a quick uh, shout out for the Made for Missions podcast. We're at now in our 60th episode, and it's been kind of fun to see what God's done. And when I first started the Made for Missions podcast, I had the heart initially to see if I could do it for a year. That's really all I wanted to be able to do is just see if I could do it for a year. And now we're well, we're now, what is that? Eight episodes past a year, almost uh, 14 months in. And so it's been really fun. It's been great to be able to talk to folks who are listening. And for those of you who are not aware, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. And so you can get it there. Uh, of course, you know, I, I have an Android phone and so I use uh, an app called Podcast Addict. And so if you just look up Made for Missions on uh, Podcast Addict, it'll just pop right up. And then every time, in either case, every time that we have a new episode, it'll come up and uh, you'll be able to listen on your phone or in your car or wherever you are. So, so uh, 60th episode, that's kind of fun. We're getting into the holiday season. And so it's fun. It's fun to see. I think there's, you know, maybe some particularly good opportunities, maybe to share uh, about Jesus, given that it's his birthday, we celebrate his birthday on Christmas. And so just a note for many of you who have loved ones or friends or neighbors who do not yet know Jesus, there are a lot of neat opportunities this time of year to share. And so might I encourage you in that way? So today on the podcast, we have a really fun episode. Most of you know that I direct a ministry called 18 Catalyst, and you can go to 18catalyst.org. 
Uh, the one and the eight are actually spelled out in word form. So if you go to one catalystorg you can find out more about our podcast, no, about uh, about our ministry rather, and uh, what we're doing overseas. In fact, uh, getting back from, by the time this airs, I will just be getting back from another China trip. We're looking at doing some uh, Bible translation projects and some additional theological training. And so actually, as you're listening to this, I'll be in the middle of kind of all that in China. So anyway, uh, and so as a president of a ministry, there's always this question. Sometimes it's a question that keeps me up some at night or wakes me up early in the morning. And the question is, how are we going to pay for this ministry? How are we going to finance it? How are we going to fund it? We've got all these fantastic things that we want to do. In China, we're looking at some projects uh, maybe in North Korea. I'll be going in January to India for the first time. And so there's just projects all around the world. Uh, In fact, just in the last episode, episode 59, I mentioned some 42% of the world's population without Jesus Christ uh, as what we'd call unreached. And so there's uh, plenty of opportunity to, to do ministry. And so the question is, how do we fund it? How do we pay for it. And on this challenging economic environment, I don't know if, uh, you know, for those of you who are also agency leaders, or maybe you're involved in some way with a nonprofit organization, you might uh, be familiar with this. But in this challenging economic environment, I don't know even if from a nonprofit donor income perspective that we've really recovered from 10, 20, 11 time period when we really had some trouble. And uh, if it wasn't actually for some very faithful friends, you know, our ministry would not have probably been able to even make it through it. So in this challenging economic environment, nonprofits generally, I think, as far as I'm concerned, are scrambling to raise funds necessary to continue providing the quality services and programs in the face of increased demand. I mean, there's just plenty to do uh, on the ground. Even during the best of times, the pressure and the cost of constant fundraising can divert precious resources that might otherwise be used in direct pursuit of the organization's Great Commission agendas. And uh, yeah, I just really echo that. I think that there's just plenty of uh, demand for what we're all doing. The question is, how do we raise the money to do it, and uh, in a way that uh, allows those of us who are agency leaders to be doing something other than just the fundraising, There's, um, it can just take up so much of our time. And according to the National Center for Charitable Statistics, more than 1.5 million nonprofit organizations are registered in the United States. And so for those uh, dollar donors that are available, uh, there's a lot of competition, right? 1.5 million nonprofit organizations. Uh, this number includes public charities, private foundations, and other types of nonprofit organizations, including chamber of commerce, fraternal organizations, and civic leagues. And so actually in the Christian world, we probably don't have that. We may not be in competition for donor dollars with a chamber of commerce or a civic league, but the point is well made, right? That there's a lot of people looking and vying for that same money. According to the same National Center for Charitable Statistics, $358 billion was donated by Americans to nonprofits in 2014. And uh, as I did the quick math on that, that's about $238,000 per organization, which 
on one hand is um, you could make a little budget out of $238,000, but once you have uh, a full-time staff or two, that would that would almost take it all up. So I've got personal, obviously, as I mentioned, I've got personal experience in this. Our ministry now is called 1-8 Catalyst for the first, what would that be? The first 11 years of our ministry, we were called China Resource Center. And just this last summer, we went through a big rebranding and, and kind of repositioning in terms of our uh, both our focuses, uh, particularly in China. We're expanding now into other places, as I mentioned, in uh, India. But uh, actually, this pursuit of donor dollars was, uh, I actually am the founder, together with my wife, Sherry, uh, I'm the founder of China Resource Center. And it finally led, this pursuit of donor dollars eventually led to a season of ministry burnout. And of course, the ministry burnout, you'll go back and listen to a few episodes before. Actually, we've got, I've got, I did three episodes on kind of my season of ministry burnout, but it uh, kind of the long story short there was that uh, I took on too much of the responsibility of finding the money. Of course, that's part of my job as the president. On the other hand, as a Christian, I also do believe that God, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all, right? And so for me to, uh, to burn out indicated that I was taking on too much of the responsibility and not just kind of doing my part and then allowing God to do the rest. But, and some people who do go through ministry burnout, particularly because of the constant strains in fundraising. I mean, you know, part of it with fundraising is it just never ends. It just absolutely never ends. And so every day you got to get up and raise more money. So one of the things that we did that I'll talk about in detail right after the break, but uh, one of the things that we did as we, as I got healthy again after the ministry burnout and what we're doing now with 1-8 Catalyst is uh, looking at what we're calling marketplace initiatives to help fund ministry. And I've got at least three examples of things that I know about that I can share. And then we can kind of, t- I can talk about a little bit about uh, if you're a ministry leader, you know, for your ministry, some uh, particular um, ways that you might be able to discern what it is exactly that God is uh, calling you to do. If he is calling you to do any kind of marketplace initiatives, the one thing that I'll say uh, before the break is just that uh, one of the things that I like about this idea in particular is that if there is some service or if there is some item that you can sell that uh, will bring in funding for the ministry, that's just less money that you as an agency leader have to raise. And there might be some other sort of uh, secondary benefit might help build brand awareness, uh, further your cause, get your word out a little bit more about uh, who you are and what you're doing. And so, yeah, let's have our friend Tom Muller say a few words. And uh, thanks for joining us. I hope this episode is a benefit to you, especially for those of you who are ministry leaders or someone who is. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Tom Moeller. There may be many of you who are confused about China and the most effective ways of Christian engagement. Mike Falkenstein has written this book for you. There is much confusion and many questions persist about China. Does persecution exist? Can Christians in China worship freely? Is it still necessary to smuggle Bibles? Being outside of China, how can I most effectively pray for and engage in God's work in China? Are China's unregistered churches able to worship freely? 
Many people are confused by these questions and issues. China is like a huge puzzle with many pieces and moving parts. It's hard to identify all that's happening today in China. In his book, The Chinese Puzzle, Mike gives you the other pieces for a much clearer picture of China and her church. To get your copy today, contact Mike at mike at chinaresourcecenter dot org for pricing and shipping options. Contact Mike today. Well, thank you, Tom Muller, for those kind words. Thank you for、uh, coming on every podcast episode for our、uh, short break. I sure appreciate that. So we're talking today about marketplace initiatives to help fund ministry. And、uh, as I began doing the research about this, I ran across a ministry here in the Denver metro area called Global Connection International. And、uh, I'll put their website in the show notes so you can find out about what they're doing. But I'm trying to remember now how exactly I had heard about them. But I, I think because I began kind of. As I was coming out of my season of burnout and felt like God was leading me to continue to do ministry in Asia, and of course, case number the、uh, the, the first question that I had to ask and I had to answer was, okay, Lord, how is it exactly that you want to? I mean, I burned out trying to do this before. How is it that you want、uh, this thing to go? And、uh, over and over again, the Lord just put in my place some people who began talking about kind of these marketplace initiatives and the guys that.、Uh, Global Connection International.、Uh, I met with their director, and、uh, he told me about a commercial real estate、uh, type thing that they're doing. And I just thought, boy, what a fantastic deal! And so, kind of the long story short on what they're doing, they're actually they've set up a separate LLC for、uh, kind of as an addition to their ministry. It's a separate LLC. The director of the ministry is working with the、uh, LLC. There's a couple of board members who are also directors with that LLC,、uh, for the purpose of really using marketplace initiatives to help fund their ministry. And the the first thing that they did is that they raised money for the down payment for a commercial real estate、uh, building. So, like you think about, it's like an, a regular office building, and it was a little bit different、uh, fundraising type thing that they did. So rather than You give us the money, and then、uh, we're going to put it towards this commercial real estate. It was really more of an investment. So you know, you do the math on it. Let's say an office building is two million dollars to purchase. The bank wants thirty percent down, and so that would be six hundred thousand dollars. They put that six hundred thousand dollars into ten segments, and found ten people to invest. Sixty thousand、uh, dollars each into the commercial real estate space. So then they get an actual percentage of the building, like they're actually owners of the building. So that when it gets sold every year, as they have annual revenue, a portion goes back to those donors,、uh, those investors, and so you know they get actual return on their investment every year. And then the ministry gets about fifty thousand dollars. A year, and、uh, boy, when I first heard that, I thought, "Where do I sign up for that?" Because out of our, let's just call it, seven hundred thousand dollar budget, if fifty、uh, thousand of that is coming from commercial real estate building, of which I'm having to do very little with,、uh, yes, please, I would love to do that. Got a commercial real estate、um, property management company that's、uh, managing it, so the 
director does not have to do that. So they did that um, initially, and now they're really into this thing of um, RV parks, purchasing RV parks. Apparently, that's a real big deal in terms of uh, people uh, paying to store the RV or the boat over the winter. And so they're going to continue to do this. And you think about if over time you had three, four, five of those, you had quarter of a million dollars coming in, which is, um, again, income that you're having to do very little to maintain. I kind of go, you know, but then that's just fully available for ministry. I go, uh, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. A very good friend of mine, uh, Dudley Callison, directs a ministry. Uh, they're actually just going through a name change as well. It was called Christian Associates, and I'm trying to remember the name now. I think it was like Comitas, or I'll look it up and put it in the show notes, but uh a uh, friend of mine, Dudley Callison, is the director, and they've caught on to this. And uh, because they're a ministry that is doing a lot of like neighborhood uh, type ministry, they signed a lease for a fairly large office space and turned it in one of these like shared office space kind of places. Like if you're familiar with WeWork or some of these places where, you know, you pay a fee, you might get a desk, but it might not be behind a uh, door. And uh, but there's a lot of shared information going on and a lot of stuff going on. And so I'll put the in the show notes, the name and the information about their their shared office space deal. They're just opening here in the next month or so. Uh, According to their estimates, they're talking about about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year from this shared office space location going back to their ministry. And so if you're an agency leader, you can begin to see where, yeah, I mean, not only are they in their case furthering kind of their cause of opportunities to share with those who are there, but then also they have this income that's coming in from a need that people have for office space. So the need's already there. And so that's at least one of these things that I think as I've thought about this for 1-8 Catalyst, you know, what we could do. And something that I would encourage all of you to consider is looking at your ministry and seeing sort of the culture of the ministry, kind of what you guys do as an organization, and finding marketplace initiatives that help you fund your ministry that kind of fit, right? So it really wouldn't fit to do a marketplace ministry that really has nothing to do with what you're doing. Now, if that's how God's leading you, of course, that's how God's leading you. But so for us, for example, we take people to China and many times this is the first time that they've done this. So we're looking at uh, in 2017 about doing some sort of enhanced uh, trips to China, which you're still coming to see what we do. You're still participating in ministry. Uh, But then we take a 10%, we'll take a 10% fee for the privilege of coming with us. And really, it's more that, you know, we have the expertise in China. We uh, speak Chinese. We know the language. We know the the lay of the land. And uh, people are willing, very willing to do that. And if you're doing that at a fairly high level, you know, that could be uh, something where we're still showing people what we do with our ministry, um, but then also generating a little income. Another idea that we've just started and we've just, uh, a friend of ours in Houston said, oh yeah, I'll I'll help you fund that, is uh, we're starting a little mini t-shirt company. 
And if you know anything about 1-8 Catalyst, you know that the beginning of our mission statement is that we exist to mobilize and equip Christians toward Great Commission fulfillment. And so the mobilizing and equipping Christians, is there's kind of an education piece. There's sort of a lot of what we're doing with the this podcast. Get out and say, hey, there's 40% of the world out there that are unreached or unengaged. We need you to be involved. And so that's kind of our mobilizing piece. And how is God leading you? And so we're starting a little t-shirt company. And as we've figured it out, at least on uh, paper, uh, for every run of t-shirts that we do, you know, about uh, $6,000 will be coming back to the ministry initially. And then, of course, as it grows, uh, that number of the funding for the the ministry, the, the money that we're actually making off the t-shirts, you know, begins to grow. But it's t-shirts that are Great Commission uh, fulfillment sort of based, right? So we've, you know, we're just doing the designs now. But the idea is that it'll give people an opportunity who love missions to proudly wear the t-shirts. Others will see it and go, hey, I didn't know that 40% of the world is unreached and unengaged. And then it gives them an opportunity to have a, a neat conversation about that. And so for us, then it helps, again, as I mentioned, build brand awareness because we'll have the little 1-8 Catalyst logo on the sleeve of the t-shirt. Uh, it'll help us further our cause. And so, you know, there's just all kinds of opportunities. And uh, at least it, it feels a little bit like what we read about also with the Apostle Paul, right? I mean, as a tent maker, he did also receive, we see in the New Testament, he also did receive some funding from individuals. In fact, in uh, the book of Romans, in particular, in chapter 15, I, I remember just reading about this. He's like, without your help, without your support, we'll be, I'll be sunk. I, you know, I need you as I go into Asia. But um, So he did receive some funding. But then in other parts of the New Testament, he said, I didn't want to be a burden to any of you. And at least I think for me, as an agency leader, that was at least a part of what I ran into with our ministry was that, I mean, I've got to raise $700,000 a year, and I only have X number of donors, right? And we're always trying to find new donors. But then I, I think personally, I, I probably went back into that well, so to speak, in quotes, that well a few too many times. And pretty quickly donors can begin to get kind of burned out on you and didn't matter kind of how much they love what you're doing a there's only they only have a certain amount of money and b you know they have other interests too in terms of what they want to fund and so so this marketplace initiatives is something i think is a is a fantastic deal all along let me highly encourage uh, those of you that are agency leaders those of you that are with ministries and maybe even uh, current donors of ministries. We have a lot of friends in the Houston, Texas area. And part of what turned me on to this marketplace initiatives was these uh, Houston friends who uh, many of them are in the oil and gas industry and many of them are quite wealthy saying, you know, Mike, I think rather than giving you 10 grand a year, we'd rather give you 25 grand once you invest that into a marketplace initiative that is bringing back income yearly and uh you know we're kind of teaching you how to fish rather than just giving you fish and so which i kind of go yeah i would love that because again it's better for the i think the donors like that better 
Um, I like it better because if I'm getting, let's say in one of these initiatives, we get $50,000 a year. In four years, we've gotten a hundred grand out of their initial $25,000 investment rather than the annual going back. And it's not to say that there's not a reason or a, a good, a good, I mean, we're still receiving a lot of donor income. So it's not that that doesn't have a place as well, but at least in terms of, boy, how can we just feels a little bit more self-sustainable, right? And we're not completely 100% dependent on donor income. So for those of you, your agency leaders, I would ask you to consider it. Please contact me if I could be of any help. Of course, on my um, on our 1-8 Catalyst website, we've got all the contact info as well as my personal website at MikeFalkenstein.com. You can reach me on Twitter if you need to. I'm at MissionsMike and uh, would love to hear from you there. I know we're getting a lot of folks uh, dialing us up there and that's been a lot of fun. So hopefully this is an encouragement. Would love to continue the conversation. Get in touch with me and uh, let's find ways that we can, uh, yeah, make our ministries more self-sustainable because we all know uh, there's plenty to do and, uh, you know, we'd love to have more funding. I think all of us would love to have more funding in ways that um, uh, feel a little bit more self-sustainable. Thanks for joining me for this the latest episode of the Main Permissions podcast, and we'll look forward to having you next time. Thanks. Thanks.